Today's devotional comes from John's Gospel, the third chapter, verses 27 through verse 36. John answered, No one can receive anything except what has been given from heaven. You yourselves are my witnesses that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. For this reason, my joy has been fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. The one who, can, who comes from above is above all. The one who is of the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard, yet no one accepts his testimony. Whoever has accepted his testimony has certified, has sealed to the fact that this God is true. He whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in his hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever disobeys the Son will not see life, but must endure God's wrath. Again, we hear the prevalent themes for water and spirit emphasized. Belief and unbelief above and below eternal life in God's wrath, testimony, and the Spirit. Baptism was widely practiced by early Christians. The Spirit was most often associated with baptism. In some instances, people were filled with the Holy Spirit and then baptized, as we read about in Acts 10, verses 44 through 48. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too, for they had heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit, just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterward, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. So there's an example of being baptized after experiencing the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in still other, um, in, in other instances, the Spirit comes through the laying on of hands after one has been baptized. So this isn't before, but after. In Acts chapter 19, uh, verses 1 through 7. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in other tongues, and they prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. So this particular instance, the Holy Spirit uh, comes upon them after they have been baptized, when the apostles are laying hands upon them. And in still others, the Spirit works through, through the gift of baptism, as Paul tries to teach about in 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verses 7 to 13. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives the message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person, each, each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share that same spirit. So we have this gift of water and spirit that is... Um, manifested in different ways, different ways of expressing the relationship between the two, water and spirit. As our reading begins, Jesus and his disciples are baptizing, and nearby John is baptizing. Some of John's disciples have engaged in a conversation or maybe a debate with some Jews, and they come to ask John, who is the man that you testified to on the other side of the Jordan? For now he's baptizing and everyone is flocking to him. Perhaps they were envious or upset that no one seemed to be coming to them, not like they had in droves prior to being prior to recognizing Jesus. But John's response isn't to join in with their um, in gratitude, John replies, I have told you that I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He must increase, and I must decrease. And John compares himself to the best man at a wedding who assists the bridegroom with the wedding preparations. But once the bride comes to meet the bridegroom, he steps aside. Jesus is the Messianic Bridegroom. God has sent Jesus as the Messiah to speak life, the words of God, and to give the Spirit without measure. The people received life by believing in Jesus, by believing in the words of God that come from Jesus. Faith, then, is the relationship that is life-giving. As baptized believers, as people of faith, 
you have been given life for today and for tomorrow. And you have been given life for eternity. How will you live it? I pray that God will bless your reflection upon this devotion and that God will bless your day.